Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now here is your host, Edgar Avila. We're getting closer and closer to the 2024 Royal Rumble. A little over two weeks away on January 27th. Things are happening. Matches are being made. It's almost that time of year again, folks, where new champions might be crowned. New future champions are being named to headline WrestleMania. It's an exciting time in the WWE. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to Snug Wrestling with me. My name is Edgar. And today we're going to be talking about Monday Night Raw, the episode on the road to the royal rumble from portland oregon home of the rowdy roddy piper so let's get into it monday night raw january 8th let's go Drew Ski, Drew McIntyre is still pretty salty after his loss last week versus Seth Rollins for the secondary title and said he might need to step away from the WWE for a while to get his head straight. But then he realizes, hey, I didn't actually lose to Seth Rollins. I was swerved, bro, because if it wasn't for Damian Priest cashing in, I would have won. I don't know what you're smoking on, but Damian Priest never actually cashed in so nice try but next time come up for a better excuse for yourself damien tried to cash in but drew mcintyre stopped him remember remember drew you remember and drew mcintyre i don't think he got the memo about if you mention someone's name or talk about someone they will come out the woodwork out of nowhere and that's exactly what happened because as soon as drew mcintyre said i should go away for nine years and come back to get a hero's return cm punk said well that's my cue bruce played cult of personality and made his way to the ring in portland to face drew mcintyre and tells drew you got something to say about me say it to my face i'll be right over here lounging on this turnbuckle and be careful what you wish for cm punk because old drew mcintyre did not hold back drew said everything from damn you've been here for over a month now i'm losing the bet we all have in the back and you're a fake leader you left when i needed a leader the most to also saying you don't have demons because you are a demon and then punk fired back no i'm not a demon i'm the devil and i'm here to do exactly what you did drew which is win the royal rumble and main event wrestlemania but drew's promo on cm punk was so good it even made cm punk stumble in his words a little bit during his promo overall it was a really good segment by these two it was a really intense promo to hype up the royal rumble but I think if we had to pick a winner out of this promo battle, I'm going to have to go with Drew McIntyre. And this is how you hype up a pay-per-view. I already can't wait for it. Finn Balor versus Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa cuts a promo before the match, declaring that this singles match is not just a must-win. This is about Tag Team Gold and the DIY are coming after those belts. Finn Balor hasn't had a singles TV match since way back in August on SmackDown versus 
versus LA Knight. And Ciampa's last singles match was on Monday Night Raw versus Ludwig Kaiser not that long ago in November. Finn and Ciampa are mostly part of the tag team division now, and this match is a really good match on paper, and it was also a really good match on my TV because these are no nonsense, real straight workers in the ring, and they did some good-looking wrestling shit in this match. But the finish was a little awkward because when things were breaking out, Finn Balor picked up Tommaso Ciampa for a suplex, but then Johnny Gargano, who was at ringside, tripped Finn Balor, causing Tommaso Ciampa to land right on top of Finn Balor to get a three count. I would believe this finish if Tommaso Ciampa was maybe 50 pounds heavier because this is mostly a big man finish that can be done with a heavier person like Bronson Reed or Otis. But oh well, maybe Tommaso Ciampa ate a lot that day. I don't know. But Tommaso Ciampa defeated Finn Balor and the Judgment Day are off to a rough start in Portland. And man, sometimes I hate it when I am right. I was afraid of this. The man Becky Lynch got interviewed about her match last week versus Nia Jax where Nia laid out out Becky Lynch with an uppercut and beat Becky Lynch and Becky Lynch because she's the man and she never gives up and she's such a last kicker and doesn't know how to quit claims that it's not over with Nia Jax and this is just the beginning maybe no god no god please no 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 oh god is right trust me Michael I feel your pain Kaiser versus Kofi Kingston. I'm always down to see a good old wrestling match involving Ludwig Kaiser, but I thought we were going to start a program with Jay Uso and the Imperium. Shouldn't this be Kaiser versus Jay Uso instead of Kofi? They played that terrible botch with Vinci last week where Vinci almost got decapitated by Kofi Kingston. So I guess this match was for Kaiser to get some revenge on his buddy old pal Vinci, and that he did. Kaiser was way more aggressive in this match more than usual and this match broke out at ringside and both of these men got counted out but even after the bell these two kaiser and kofi kept fighting and the officials ran out including jason jordan and jb noble to try and break up this melee but they couldn't jason jordan alone is twice the size as kaiser and kofi and could have easily stopped all of this single-handedly but i rest my case kaiser threw a chair at kofi king his head and then did a running drop kick on Kofi Kingston on the steel steps because Kofi Kingston took out Vinci's head, so Kaiser took out Kofi's head in return. Get yourself a friend that has your back like Kaiser, even though he tries to make you look like a goof in front of Gunther every week. I also think this match was the setup for Jay Uso versus Kaiser next week on Monday Night Raw, so Jay can get some revenge on his pal Kofi Kingston next, and hopefully we will see this program with Jay Uso and the Imperium finally begin. The voice of the WWE Michael Cole calls out Nia Jax for an in-ring interview, but not even the voice of WWE can help Nia Jax with her god-awful mic skills, but here's to hoping. And as soon as Nia Jax started to speak, this segment just went down the shits because it was so bad. My ears were literally bleeding and the entire fan 
us were booing and booing not even as like this girl is a heel so we're gonna boo her but more like we literally don't want to hear her talk but then Rhea Ripley comes out one of the biggest heels in the women's division and she's getting cheered and the fans are clapping after every word Rhea Ripley is saying and then Nia Jax speaks again boo Nia basically said she's going to win the Royal Rumble and go after Rhea Ripley the former women's tag team champions Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin aka Dewdrop got their owed rematch versus Kaden and Katana for the women's tag team championships the cursed titles and does everyone remember when Piper Nevin first started she was a big powerhouse and she wouldn't sell for almost anyone but now she's bumping all over the place for these two tiny ass wrestlers Katana and Kaden the current tag team champions retain so good for them they're the champions of a very very stale women's tag team division unfortunately R-Truth has a comedic video package trying to babyface the judgment day and try to make them seem more likable and it's like we always say in the judgment day live laugh love damien priest seems to be the only one in the judgment day getting a kick out of our truth and his clownfoolery because everyone else says that that shit needs to stop now and the judgment day's bad night on monday night rock continues because the miz face jd madonna the miz is having way too much fun out there and really enjoying this baby face run that the wwe is giving the miz the miz is one of the few talents in the company that has a lot of freedom out there and you can tell the Miz is just out there really being himself and someone needs to put a stop to that because the Miz is a goof for a guy like the Miz who's always talking about how he main evented Wrestlemania and he beat John Cena and he's an eight-time intercontinental champion the Miz for the better part of this match was getting his ass handed to by the Judgment Day jobber JD Madonna it took the Miz long enough but the Miz finally pinned JD Madonna with the score crush and finale the number two champion of the company seth rollins believes this is the year where he's finally going to go into wrestlemania as a champion for once with the belt that didn't even exist and that he made into the most important prize in the industry bro what what are you talking about seth who are you trying to fool everyone knows that's a lie my lie detector was going off because everyone knows that the undisputed championship is the real championship in this company and the most prized possession in the industry but i'm sure seth knows that and i'm sure everything that seth was saying he doesn't even believe and you know who else didn't believe seth rollins and all of his lies is the modern day maharaja jinder mahal because he's back on monday night raw for the second week in a row and finally a man that speaks no lies jinder maha interrupts seth rollins to call him out on all of his bullshit and seth rollins dared jinder maha to hit him and as soon as seth rollins turned his back on jinder for a split second jinder maha attacks seth rollins and i would not be against seeing jinder maha get a shot at that title that seth rollins is holding so book it trips 
make that shit happen. Big beefy men slapping meat match. Ivar versus Otis. Otis, who we all know and love, he's a very nice guy, very funny guy, but Otis is probably the biggest jobber in the entire WWE. And Otis is most definitely going to lose this match versus Ivar. And that's exactly what happened. Ivar won this match with his big beefy moonsault, Uno Dos Tres. The yeet man jay uso has a new year's resolution to win his first singles championship belt in the year of 2024 yeet and i think it's actually gonna happen gunther you better watch out but bronson reed also has the same plans and warns jay uso not to get in bronson's way yeah. And the main event, Shin versus Cody Rhodes. It ain't over. It's never over between these two. God let it be over after this match. Anything goes in this match, including the poison miss, because it's no DQ. Their last match ended in a disqualification because Shin decided to spit that red stuff in Cody's eye, blinding Cody Rhodes temporarily. Because this is no DQ, the fans never fail to chant for tables and i'm sure cody or shin will deliver that at some point but first they're gonna start off with the kendo sticks because of course there's kendo sticks under the ring why wouldn't there be kendo sticks under the ring cody was the first one to pull out the tables and got a big pop just don't go setting any of the tables on fire cody because we all know what happened last time google it folks if you don't know what i'm talking about google cody almost lights himself on fire for being a goof and the video will come up shin tries to go for his handy dandy miss but missed and accidentally hit the timekeeper good old berkeley does anyone have a medical update on berkeley will he ever timekeep ever again cody paid homage to his hero triple h by hitting shin with the pedigree then cody put shin through a table followed by the cody cutter and cody beats shin to hopefully end this story and cody can move on to other things like lighting more stuff on fire so what is next for cody after this who will cody go after next will jay uso win singles gold this year is berkeley ever gonna be able to see again so many questions so many things to look forward to after this monday night raw let me know what you guys think hit me up at snug wrestling thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon